Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. I'd like to welcome Dan Courier to the Tube Labs podcast. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's good to have you back. This is your t- second time on the show, and uh, we have a few things to talk about, new things in YouTube, and really, I just want to jump off right into that. You know, what are some of the new things, one that YouTube has offered us. We know there's a few things people have been talking about, but maybe some trends that you've seen that could be helpful to people trying to grow a YouTube channel. Well, definitely the hottest topic these days is YouTube shorts. Um, That is uh, what I call the answer or YouTube's answer to TikTok. Um, Now uh, it's kind of an interesting setup because in most cases, YouTube kind of rolls out a variety of uh, features in uh, waves to different parts of the country and uh, different size audiences. Uh, and the interesting thing about shorts is while some people have been giving the functionality on their uh, mobile browser to do shorts, there's actually a way that you can uh, create a shorts video regardless of whether you got the feature or not. And that's kind of a, a different a different take on what YouTube um, usually gives us. So it's kind of cool that everybody can jump in the shorts if they're they're so inclined. And uh, it's basically a vertical video less than a minute that allows people to, yeah, kind of kind of approach content in that, uh, you know, single thought uh, approach that you see on TikTok. Yeah. Have you been using shorts? Have you found it beneficial? I, I've, I've gotten into it a little bit and I have seen some success on it. I think there's definitely a lot of potential. What a lot, um, what I've seen creators do uh, is actually created a second dedicated channel for shorts. Right. Uh, and I've, I've seen some evidence of some uh, massive growth on those channels in a, in a relatively short amount of time. So definitely seems to be some potential there. I assume, you know, it, it, it's like anything, the, the frequency with which you put out the content and the type right. of content that you're covering. But uh, yeah, it does seem like it could potentially catch on and become a, a staple on YouTube. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, from a uh, marketing perspective, um, I was talking with uh, someone you know, uh, Nico Kaminsky of Morning Fame, and um, he was talking about shorts and he was talking about how some YouTubers are kind of using it as like a funnel, meaning, you know, you have a, a main video that you're going to put up on Tuesday, Thursday, whatever. And then you do a bunch of shorts to promote it and you get a whole bunch of new audience. And when that one launches, it drives the new traffic. And um, I haven't quite played with it. We, we had the conversation not too long ago, um, but I thought that was an interesting idea because he said YouTubers are doing that. And it makes sense to me. Um, have you heard anything about that? Have you thought much about that? I know I'm just springing that thought on you, but <laughs> I've I've definitely heard people having that conversation. Uh, I've also heard that in a lot of cases, shorts are hit or miss. Yep. Where and I've certainly seen the case where I've had um, basically YouTube will break down the type of traffic that you get from a given video. Shorts being a, a particular traffic source, so you can actually see where you're getting traffic through the traditional means on YouTube versus those where your video actually showed up on what they call the short shelf. Um, which is uh, shown on the homepage on the mobile app that people uh, will come in contact when they're just, you know, browsing. But I have seen it's kind of night or day. So it would be, I think there's certainly potential there. I'm not super familiar with the, the, the ease of going from a short to your individual channel, but I would imagine that's, that's pretty straightforward. I have seen like 
description and things like that, you're not really getting exposed to. There's no thumbnails. So right. it's a little bit different take on, on on how you have to capture people's attention. But yeah, potentially if you can do that in in under a minute and um, redirect those people to the long form of your video, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Yeah. Even people who've just uh, discovered your videos and then maybe you catch them on browse later because the, they're in your watch history. Possibility. I mean, just, just a thought. I, I have no proof to beyond those those thoughts and conversations, but I thought it was an interesting topic. You know, you and I have been on regularly um, YouTube for boy, about four years now. Is that about right? Um, uh, yeah. Maybe two, a little longer. Well, yeah. I mean, overall, yeah. yeah. This yeah. particular on my, the channel I spend the most time on now has been about three years. Right, right. Have you noticed mm -hmm. any big differences between then and now in terms of how to grow a channel? Or do you think it's still a lot of the basics are still the same? Um, so the basics that I focus on will never change because sure. they're intentionally, they're intentionally focused on that which we can control. Because at the end of the day, YouTube will always change. It will never be static. Right. Something that works yesterday is not going to work today or tomorrow. It may or may not. But the biggest thing that you need to do is have that, that mindset to not focus on those things. Because those things can crush your soul in a heartbeat. <laughs> you really want to, you know, um, you know, I... I talk about 100 videos to success and the idea that, you know, focus on what you can control, focus on those 100 videos, focus on making improvements and don't live or die based on what YouTube gives you in return for any given video. Because right. there are times there are highs and lows, uh, you know, and I say that uh, success is, is not measured by your highs, but how you respond to your lows because your lows, there always seems to be a low that chases that high and it feels great when you're up there, but it feels really bad when you get to one of those after you've been on that high for so long. Um, but those are the times that kind of set those who, who step away from YouTube versus those who go on to be successful. Everybody's going to get to certain goals at different times and different, uh, you know, uh, spend a different amount of time to get there. But mm -hmm. uh, the only people who don't get there are the ones that stop. That's exactly right. Absolutely true. Uh, you know, the, the, the failures are the ones that quit on YouTube. And there are a lot of them out there. You know, yeah, the majority. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, your channel has evolved a little bit, uh, Creator Fundamentals, uh, mm -hmm. in terms of now, obviously, your first channel that was the average Dan, right? Yep. Are you still That's, working on that? Uh, it's now become so the, the average Dan started as just like a general how to. I was making videos, uh, just solving problems that I encountered. Right. I actually transitioned that channel. It's now called We Love RV Camping. Um, I had done a, a camping remodel that my wife and I had done there. And then we got our new camper and we were doing content that we enjoyed, which was outdoors. And uh, we rebranded that to We Love RV Camping and we cover content related to. Uh, you know, the camper as well as spending time, you know, out in the woods <laughs> and everything that entails. Yeah. yeah. But th that, that sounds like fun. It's, it's nice to have that kind of creative outlet like that. Um, just, just if it's fun or growing or not, but you, you, you know, your, um, the creative fundamentals channel, certainly I, I've seen a little bit of a change. Have you broadened out a little bit on the topic? So one of the things that I have done on that channel, and, and actually it, in 
in my artwork and stuff, I've actually gone um, a little more into my personality and, and I actually have more of that, that nature outdoors uh, vibe on creator fundamentals now too. Okay. Um, with the idea that uh, the channel has been around, it's, it's established to the point um, where the content is, there's enough of a library there to, to clearly identify what the channel's about. And so I was started to infuse some of my personality into the channel. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it definitely continues to evolve and a lot of different factors play into that. And in 2021, as we move forward, it's going to, to uh, evolve even forward because I'm really going to start focusing. I have traditionally focused on the brand new straight to YouTube um, you know, how do I get started? How do I upload my first video? And I will continue right. to put out that occasionally, but I also want to get deeper into the income side of YouTube and how you take that, that jumpstart that you got and how you build income around it. Because ultimately this stuff takes time. And if the time that you spend on it is generated in income, it helps you to stick with it and grow it and continue to do it. And it's much easier to do that when you're generating uh, an income and it feels like the time that you spend is providing that return. And you've been putting your money where your mouth is. You, you have started in your own line, in a sense, uh, of YouTube with your tube templates which has allowed you to generate some income, but more importantly, of course, support the YouTube community. Can you uh, share a little bit about that? Sure. And in general, I think everybody should explore every revenue stream um, they can think of. And I think that every creator, no matter what it is that they cover topic-wise, should definitely explore all the possibilities of generating revenue for their channel. Uh, I've certainly done that in a variety of different ways, from ad revenue to affiliates and consulting, and more recently with Tube Templates, which is uh, a website that sells affordable YouTube graphics. I see a lot of people out there um, that are looking for graphics, animated subscribe buttons and things like that to to level up what their videos look like. And uh, I did a video about how to add a subscribe watermark to a video. And then I created one and gave it away for free and 10,000 people downloaded it. So oh, wow. Um, that kind of sign, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of, that kind of gave me uh, the idea that there's, there's actually a demand for these and I can uh, expand upon that basic concept and provide a bunch of graphics uh, that can help people do that. And I, and I do them, um, you know, I, I just added a, a big uh, bulk load of them last night and I continue to develop them and add more as we go along and, and see the feedback from people and try to get uh, the products out there that people are looking for to kind of improve their channel and look and feel and all that. So if somebody is starting to get into the point of like, they feel like they have some traffic, where where would you suggest they start to look in terms of the uh, just creating revenue from their channel? I mean, obviously we've talked many times, we, we all do in the community about how, yeah, you know, thank you, YouTube, but that is just a minor piece of what is really possible out there. So wh where would you go with it? So as an example, my channel, uh, ad revenue on my channel is only 14% of the total money that, that I bring in. So you can certainly live and die on ad revenue, but we've all seen time and time again, uh, you know, every time the YouTube butterfly flaps its wings, you know, <laughs> pillars of income crash across YouTube land and, and people lose their mind and, and talk right. about how they can't survive. 
Um, but as many times as that happens, I think everybody needs to be proactive and understand that, okay, if this keeps happening and you keep having the same results, you have nobody to blame but yourself. And you need to go beyond ad revenue. You need to start exploring the different ways. And there's a variety of different ways we can do this. The easiest way is certainly understanding that once you're generating traffic, there are other companies that have products and services that want to get their products and services in front of your traffic. You can do that through brands and sponsorships. Uh, the easiest way, obviously, is affiliates. Somebody else has a product that may be relevant to your audience. You can either talk about it or share links to it to that like-minded audience who's interested in that product, and you will, uh, over time, direct people to those affiliate links, and they will purchase that product or service. When they do, you get a percentage of that. That's certainly the easiest way. And then there's things like taking, basically taking whatever it is that you know and converting that into something that allows people to take that knowledge to the next level. I have this concept that I call the viewer funnel, which is basically looking at your entire traffic source uh, or your entire niche as the evolution of any person who becomes interested in a topic. You're going to have a big ton of people that are novice, that that are casual viewers, for example, and then a certain percentage of those are going to want to learn more. And then a per certain percentage of those people are going to want to learn more. And if you slowly escalate the products and services you make available, you make a bunch of free content for the novice, for the intermediate, you start start to put out digital products, maybe like a PDF guide to download and explain things step-by-step uh, step, or create a book or all kinds of things that you can do to basically give them what it is that they're looking for at the different stages uh, while they're, are, while, you know, they're interested in that particular topic. It's just a matter of, of, you know, you want to try as many things as possible. There's a bunch of services out there that allow you to automate this. That's another thing that that I share a lot is the concept of uh, business systems. You want to automate the process of driving people from your free content to your bank account. And mm. there's a bunch of different platforms that will do that for you. So you aren't constantly trying to convert every widget. You're just creating content and all the systems that you put in place allow that to generate income for you. I like that. I like the idea of having different levels. Of, not, not, I mean, a lot of people will do it, but not be so mindful of it. Not, not really think about, okay, this is what I'm doing for the people who are casual. These are the people who really do like me, trust me, maybe want a little bit more, but are not willing to maybe right now put out, pull out the uh, wallet credit card and then have something for the people who are ready. And knowing that gradually more and more people, you bring them in at, as we know, the top of the funnel and bring them down to the bottom. Uh, those mm -hmm. are the paying people and really being, having a plan around each one of those areas. So important. And, and I think it start, you need to start looking at your content as a business today. And you also need to expect success, not wait for it to happen and try to react to it. Build these systems now. There are enough of these services that are low or no cost that you can put things in place. So when that explosion happens, when that video goes viral, you have something in place to convert that right. increase in growth rather than going, oh, I should do something now because a ton of people are watching my videos, then you've right. missed an opportunity. You probably missed a lot of revenue and you could use that revenue to do bigger and better things and reach a bigger audience and help more people. Um, so it's, it's important to, to start today. 
uh, do some research on setting up those systems and get them in place so they're there for when success happens and you're not trying to backfill them uh, when people start taking notice. So when you say systems, someone's saying, okay, great. I, I need to build a system. What system, Dan? What, what do you mean? I mean, so email, I, a subscription, um, set up your affiliates now. What, what, what are you saying? So for a lot of people, this can start with an email list. Um, and for those of you who don't know what an email list is, uh, it's as the name sounds, it's an email list, but you're basically, you're interacting with your audience. You're typically providing them something of value, uh, probably for free in exchange for joining your mailing list. Now your mailing list is going to do a couple different things. It protects you against being completely dependent on the platform, which we know can be uh, to your detriment, especially Absolutely. on YouTube because they, you know, rules change and suddenly you're cut off from your audience. So there's nothing you can do about it. But if you're in the habit of creating a way for them to uh, get on your mailing list, so you can then directly interact with them, then that gives you the power. If something happens on YouTube or YouTube decides that they're not actually going to send notifications to everybody who subscribes to your channel, which is the case now, you, you do have a me, <laughs> you, you do have a means of communicating with them. Yeah. Now, the way you take, so a lot of email platforms, there's MailChimp, there's ConvertKit, uh, they do these things called landing pages. So they actually have as part of their system, a pretty little page you can make that you'll send people to. So uh, if you want to get real fancy, you can say, oh, I'm going to go out and get a domain, uh, sign up for danslist.com or whatever the case is. And then right. you can link that to the page that you create in your mailing list and say, hey, if you want this free PDF guide that gives you the top 10 reasons to start a YouTube channel, go over to dansfreelist.com, put in your email address, hit submit, and I'll send you this free guide. They've now gotten something of value. You've received their email in exchange, and now you can build that list. And then once you have that list, you can use it for a variety of things. In my case, I can uh, reach out and I can share everything, including my videos. When I have an important video to release, I can get more eyeballs on it. Uh, if I have a sale on tubetemplates.com, I can say, hey, I want to let you guys know, here's a promo code, uh, and then send them over to there. It just gives you the opportunity to be able to communicate the way you see fit and right. not according to the restrictions that are placed on you on a given platform. Good. So do you think that you should have a website alongside your YouTube channel um, in the beginning just to get that going? I know not everybody does. Some people blog along with their YouTube channel, which can be very powerful, if you, especially if you're good at SEO and you can drive traffic to that blog. But as far as you pointed out, that thinking of it as a business. And if you have a business, you, I mean, is it right for everyone? Or, or what, what, is, what do you need to consider whether you're going to have one or not? So I think you can, so a mailing list, for example, you don't actually need your own website to do the mailing list because the like MailChimp will create a URL. It's just an ugly URL. So if right. you want to share, you know, that ugly link with people, you can certainly do that. One of the things you can also do is um, get that ugly link and use a service like Rebrandly, which is a link shortener, makes it a little prettier and share that in your description uh, or whatever it is to, to get people to sign up for your, um, you know, your freebie or your service can get on your mailing list. I feel like there's definitely value in having a website, but I feel like in today's social media world, you can certainly get by for a while without one, mm -hmm. because I think for most of the stuff, most of the ways I make money 
have nothing to do with my website. Like I have creatorfundamentals.com. I don't really use it for driving revenue for the channel. It's out right. there because it's out there. Um, right. And one of the things that I'm going to try to do uh, to just to help my brand is to convert all my videos into blog posts and create additional ways for people to find my content, you know, sure. and put some SEO behind those and those kind of things. But there's definitely value there. But I don't know that I would go so far to say it's a requirement because you could have a really nice Facebook page and get information out to people through that Facebook page, including get people to your YouTube channel and Facebook is its whole little ecosystem. And there's all kinds of things you can do on there to grow an audience. Um, so you could certainly have a Facebook page, create a Facebook group, link those two together, uh, share videos in that group and page and all that other right. stuff um, and create quite a decent community community that you can communicate with without <laughs> ever having a website. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Hey Dan, looking into uh, 2021 as we wrap up here, what do you think are some of the things people should be looking at moving forward? I know you you like, I mean, it, it's in your name, Creator Fundamentals, and you feel that there's just fundamental things you should focus there. But moving into 2021, what might somebody starting or young in a YouTube channel or even a vet, you might want to consider um, to just keep an eye out for it as we move forward? A lot of, as much as it's new, it, it always remains the same because there are still massive YouTubers out there that rely uh, completely on ad revenue. I think diversification of revenue is so important. And I think that it is now more than ever when we see what's happened in 2020 and how many, how many people had their primary income, their day job, their career affected. Good, I good think point. that the the message out there is for all the people who haven't discovered YouTube yet. No time in history has there been a greater opportunity to reach an international audience for free where you can get your message out, you can build a following, you can create all these opportunities to make revenue from your home. And uh, you know, I do it from this tiny little room in my home. And uh, certainly if I can do it at the age of 40, then anybody can, can get started. So uh, I just think people need to stop thinking about it uh, and let the change to the new year be their catalyst to actually get going and, uh, and get it started. Dan, thank you so much for visiting the Tube Labs podcast. Once again, it's been a pleasure to have you here. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubelog.com.